Welcome to Creative Resolutions in Action, a podcast that dives into the real world of Manitoba with a mixture of smart conversation, expert advice, behind-the-scenes stories, and straight talk from leaders in government, business, industry, academia, and civil society. Creative Resolutions in Action, Manitobans Building Strong Communities. In today's episode, I have the pleasure of sitting down with Ron Hamley, the president of the Winnipeg Construction Association. The Winnipeg Construction Association has over 800 members involved in commercial, industrial, and institutional projects from across Manitoba. It's fair to say Ron and his members have an important role in building our communities. Well, Ron, thanks so much for coming today. And I really wanted to just chat with you a little bit about the importance of good working relationships between communities, local governments, and the Construction Association. And I know you guys represent about 800 members from the city of Winnipeg to all across the province of Manitoba. Commercial, industrial, and institutional contractors uh, that work all over the province, uh, that typically means they'll build schools, hospitals, dams, uh, bridges, uh, any of those major structures that you see, and they'll work in Churchill and Thompson and all around the city of Winnipeg, um, doing all of the work that needs to be done. So really, Winnipeg Construction Association, it's not, it's Winnipeg and the entire metro, Correct. the entire province of Absolutely. Manitoba. Yep. And some of your members, I mean, they've got expertise, you know, in all of, like you said, commercial, industrial, institutional. Mm-hmm. And I just wondered, what are some of the challenges and some of the tensions when it gets to the actual contractors to do the work? That's a very good question and I think the one that comes to mind first is obviously the, the, the time allowed for construction. So once once an owner, whether they be from out of town or from inside this, the, uh, the province, decide to get something built, they obviously want it delivered in a certain time frame and it becomes uh, our members issue to deliver. So from from the day they decide to proceed with construction, um, our, our members are now looking for building permits and with whatever region they're in and typically they, they can be weeks up to months to get started and every one of those days sort of erodes the amount of construction time they have and adds to the cost of the project. So our members are really sensitive to the permitting process and the inspections process that takes place within that um, and how it adds to the cost of construction and we're already criticized for having a very high construction cost marketplace. So, Ron, is there differences in permitting across the province and across the metro and the city of Winnipeg? Absolutely there are, and, and obviously the first one that comes to mind is the amount of time it takes. So, typically uh, inside the city of Winnipeg, we're dealing with the city of Winnipeg uh, Property and Development Department, and outside the city, we can be dealing with the Planning District or the Office of the Fire Commissioner, and typically there are there's a tremendous difference in terms of the amount of time it takes to get a permit in place in the city of Steinbach, for example, or in the city of Winnipeg. So when we talk about this regional consistent approach to the planning process, you see this as a great help to your members in the province of Manitoba. Absolutely. And, and like consistency across boundary lines is so, so important to us. We see tremendous amounts of construction just outside of the city proper, for example, and I know our members uh, do a tremendous amount of work outside the city and they all tell us how, how much easier it is to get permits and get inspections and get the project underway so that they can deliver it on time. So a streamlined process would really help the entire metro region begin to take that next step. Right. And, you know, we're talking about, you know, being a million people and not too many years from now, maybe, you know, 10, yeah. 15, 20 years, depending on whose numbers you look at. And there's going to be a lot of construction. Contractors, 
construction companies and workers, they're the ones who build our communities. Absolutely. And so, you know, what are your thoughts on what do we need to get right as we begin to think about this regional plan? There's the permitting and the zoning and all of those things we, we understand, but what are some of the other things we need to get right for your members as we move this plan forward? You know, when you describe it that way, one of the things I think about is, is maybe it's not, or, or we shouldn't be considering where it's easiest to build, but where it's best to build. And so we tend to take the easiest path. So if, if I can get a building permit in a certain region and get underway immediately and get it built and delivered, that's the path we might take. But, you know, my, my background is urban or regional planning, and I know that we need to do a better job of that. We need to, we need to have some kind of a master plan for the region and build where it's best to build, where it's, you know, and if we're ever going to achieve that million population, we, we need to do a better job of, uh, of planning and, and development. And that's going to take us looking at inventories. It's going to take us looking at what are the infrastructure that's already in place. Absolutely. We're going to have to prioritize what we're going to need to make sure we're ready for these yeah. new opportunities yeah. that come to us. Yeah, we can't grow. It almost feels ad hoc the way the city and, and the municipalities are growing right now. And, you know, we, we take obviously we'll take the path at least resistance in terms of a construction community. Uh, that's not necessarily the best thing for the region. So really we have to work together to figure out, first of all, what do we have and where where are we going to grow into the future if we're going to have a consistent approach yeah. that actually makes sense. So Ron, you have a long experience when working in the construction industry and I know you've sat on many committees over the number of years that have looked at how do we streamline this process? How do we find some consistency? And I'm wondering, what are some of your thoughts on that? Like, How is this time any different when we're looking at this regional plan? To answer your question or to, to comment in that specific area, we've been working with the City of Winnipeg and their industry advisory group for many years. And we've explored all kinds of different avenues to expedite the permitting and inspections process. Um, we've exhausted probably the list of, of solutions to, to expediting permitting. Um, everything from just the intake process to placing a greater reliance on the professionals that actually do the design work. And there's more to be done. I think, though, the province's current discussion uh, about putting some timelines to the process are important. We've seen the cost of permits, say, within the city of Winnipeg, uh, increase dramatically over the last decade, and it has not uh, remedied the timeline. It hasn't, it hasn't expedited the permits to any great degree. We're still four to six weeks for an average commercial building permit, um, despite the fact that the cost of those permits has increased dramatically. There needs to be a different approach. There clearly needs to be a different approach that, uh, that can result in, obviously, the kind of plan examination that needs to take place, but uh, we don't believe it needs to take as long as it does, because it certainly doesn't take that long in, our, in some of the municipalities around the city. Well, that's, that's very interesting, and I hope that as we move forward in this process, um, we really start to get at some of those issues. And as always, we want to make sure we're collaborating with all of our partners in business and industry um, because you do build our communities. But to switch gears just a little bit, the, the Winnipeg Construction Association, often when we think about it, we think only about the, the building. We think about the contractors out there. But you do lots of good work in, in training, in best practice. You're actually really promoting um, women in construction. You're promoting Indigenous women in construction and, and really um, helping newcomers get these types of jobs. Can you tell us a little bit about the work that the Winnipeg Construction Association is doing around those things mm -hmm. and why that's important? 
Well, I guess our industry, like many others, is faced with a very significant shortage of skilled labor or labor in general. And our latest numbers suggest to us that uh, given the demographics of our current workforce, we're probably going to be short about 8,000 people in the next five years. Even even uh, that's just with retirements and and uh, immigration immigration from inside with with you know outside of the province. So we need to do a better job of attracting people into the industry. And and we know that there are some sectors that are underrepresented. They can include women, indigenous, the indigenous population, and and newcomers to Canada and Manitoba. And we need to do a better job to engage them. So we've got a very strong education program with the Winnipeg Construction Association. We do, uh, as you mentioned, we have a women in construction uh, committee that's done an amazing job over the last five years or so that, uh, that, that have events and education opportunities for, for, for people in the construction industry, women in the construction industry, focusing on, on issues and networking, et cetera. We also have a young construction leaders group, which engages with the, with the younger population within the construction community and get them, gets them more engaged and, and, uh, and offering education to them. And we've done a tremendous amount of work with the uh, educational institutions in the, in the city and in the province to make sure that those construction careers are promoted. There's lots of opportunities in the industry. We just have to make sure people know about them. So if you were a young person and you're listening to this, how would you know to get involved in one of these programs? I would suggest, first of all, finish grade 12. Um, that's yeah. really important. Um, it's not it's not an industry for the for someone that doesn't have uh, strong math skills and communication skills. Um, but there's great there are great programs within uh, the community colleges and and in some cases within the high schools themselves to get people started in the trade side of the in, the industry, or if you're interested or more interested in the the HR side or the engineering side or the technology side, uh, the colleges in Manitoba have great programs and and excellent track records of placing students. One of the things we hear a lot in the economic development. Uh, field is that it's really about how are we going to make sure we have the workers to take the jobs of the future and how are we going to make sure we have people to do the work that needs to be done and the Winnipeg Construction Association along with your other partners are really looking into that. We've done a lot of work on safety too I mean that's that's a, a piece of our industry that's been very very important to us we've done a tremendous amount of work on on keeping everyone safe in the construction community it's a big part of the training we do uh, it's a big part of the education stream. So, Ron, I know you're getting um, lots of new workers involved and in making sure that your got training and safety are really important. I was also just wondering about, you know, this whole move to being climate resilient. And, you know, the construction industry is a really important role to play in making sure that you're using standards and materials that are going to withstand these extreme events. And can you talk a bit about that? Are you doing any special training on that? Or what's happening in the construction industry around that field? Well, certainly in, in the province of Manitoba and with our extreme climate, uh, building materials are really uh, a critical issue and, and have been studied and improved upon for decades. We probably have some of the best glazing systems that are in use anywhere in Canada. Um, you know, uh, exterior cladding uh, and roofing systems are probably some of the most efficient in use anywhere in Canada. Um, it, it all comes down to building performance, and that's something everyone's talking about these days. They want a building that, that uh, is efficient, uh, smart, um, and fun to work in, right? So we see tons of that. Uh, 
one of the things that, that I'm seeing uh, more conversations and more work on, in addition to the, the actual products that go into a, uh, on, into a construction site, is the delivery methodology. So we're seeing lots of efforts on um, lean delivery and, and smarter building that, um, that puts a lot more effort up front in terms of the planning, layout, uh, the scheduling and how, how the project is delivered. We're seeing a tremendous amount of effort in, in, in making that process better. What's a smart building? Smart building would be something that would manage uh, the operations of the building throughout the day, throughout the heating cycle and the cooling cycle without a lot of, interve- a lot of intervention from its owner. Wow. Now, that's a definition, in, in my view, of a smart building, and we're seeing a tremendous amount of that. So really that helps you save energy. It helps you maintain uh, you know, a good climate inside the building. Mm-hmm. So, Ron, you've just recently celebrated your 20th anniversary with the Winnipeg Construction Association. And in your long career there, what is the biggest shift you've noticed in this industry? I think it's probably from the education side. I think we're seeing much more emphasis on the education of members and and uh, the certainly the, the improving existing uh, contractors in the existing marketplace and, and uh, the education levels of the, the new entrants to our, to our industry. A um, lot more focus on obviously materials and delivery methodology and all of that kind of thing, it, it, uh, just to keep the cost of construction down. It's, it's, I think the sophistication level within the industry has improved and, and increased dramatically in the last two decades. Sounds like there's a lot you have to know now with new building techniques and new materials and managing climate and new uh, energy systems. Yeah. Uh, you really have to have a good education program as you do at the Winnipeg Construction Association to keep everybody up to what's the latest and the newest on the market right now. Yeah. You've brought all the municipalities, the mayors, the Reeves, the public works and the foremen from the different uh, areas within their operations into the Winnipeg Construction Association and delivered us a full day seminar on purchasing and procurement. And I really see that there's a partnership forming between government and industry as we begin to have more of these programs and more interaction with each other. Absolutely. And we're more than happy to do more, more sessions like that that are of interest to people that do purchasing. Absolutely. And I think it's great because we start to understand the realities of the construction industry. Um, Your members can understand the realities shared by the mayors and reeves and local governments and provincial governments. Mm -hmm. And I think these are the kinds of conversations that will lead us forward. As you know, we're in the middle of developing this long-term kind of vision plan for the Winnipeg metropolitan region. And um, it's not going to be easy. And I was just wondering if there is a piece of advice you might like to offer all those elected officials as they work on this plan and then talk about it with their councils and then in their communities, what would be a piece of advice you'd give them? I think it's going to be really important to work together and to get this whole planning and development issue straightened out, particularly in the capital region. It's critical for the construction industry to, to work in a marketplace that they understand and is sort of uniform treatment, uh, whether it becomes permits or inspections or land development side. Uh, from a from a regional planning perspective, it's going to be critical. It's important we all get to the table and start to plan and work together. Exactly. Thank you so much for sharing your words of wisdom and your experience in this uh, field. And thank you for being a partner with the Winnipeg Metro Region over the years. One thing we've been asking all of our guests on Creative Resolutions in Action as we close is if you'd share with us the one person you'd like to speak to, either dead or alive, 
and what would you like to talk to them about? So what I, would be interesting, as a somebody that's done a lot of planning-related work, um, I'm not ultra-familiar with the city of Winnipeg. I never grew up here. But it fascinates me as to how this the city and the region has developed from a transportation perspective and the decisions that must have been made in the 50s and 60s that developed the transportation system that we see now and how difficult those decisions must have been and frankly how we're sort of living with those consequences today. Um, not necessarily good ones, um, but those, you know, the, the, the I guess, counselors of the day that made those decisions um, I would love to have some conversations with them uh, so we can learn from them and, and perhaps not make those mistakes again. Well, that's excellent. Well thank you so much Ron and thank you all for joining us today on Creative Resolutions in Action. If you enjoyed this episode please be sure to check out episode 12 where we talk with Minister Sarah Guimard the first Minister of Conservation and Climate for the province of Manitoba, who shares her thoughts on the new portfolio, as well as her vision on how to build a strong and climate resilient Manitoba for all. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast, like, and tell us what you think from these conversations in the reviews. Join us next time for episode 14, where we'll sit down with Minister Michelle Squires, the Minister of Municipal Relations for the province of Manitoba, where we explore the importance of regional planning to secure our future. Creative Resolutions in Action, Manitobans Building Strong Communities. <laughs>